0: Alrighty ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show, uh, we have got an interesting show for you today, a few different topics to cover, and um, but of course, welcome John Brzezink, how are you sir? Hey Ryan, how's it going today? Very, 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 very well actually, been, been doing plenty of, plenty of things this week, the sport seems to be heading off in a whole heap of different directions, expanding a whole lot, but um, how, how's your week been John?
1: Uh, it's been good. Um, getting a little cooler here in Arizona. It's uh, 104, 105. So I think uh, the one teens are over
0: with. And yeah.
1: Um, <laughs> yeah, just doing the just doing the normal thing, going to work, coming home.
0: Yeah, still in the
1: pool a little bit.
0: How's, how's Delta treating you? Because they, they they were always a, a, an instrumental part of you actually being an arm wrestler, weren't they? Like they helped you travel the world, didn't they?
1: no the airline industry has been good you know I spent 30 years up in Salt Lake City and now I'm down in Phoenix Arizona which is a quite a bit smaller station for Delta so yep. you know where I used to work with 25 30 guys now I'm working with one or two guys so um, it's yep. definitely a lot slower pace but yeah as I've gotten older I kind of like it actually
0: <laughs> yeah that's good uh, well that that suits, suits it Um, the, I guess you can relax a bit and we can watch you can watch a bit more arm wrestling as opposed to jet setting all over the world but anyway but that's good. Um, hey, John, let's, let's, um, let's kick it straight off with a question that we had for the Ask John segment. Now, um, a question came in today um, from Leon Carlier, which uh, is a gentleman from South Australia uh, down here. And he asked um, to get, a, get your thoughts and kind of your run through of the match that you had with Lars Rebarkin back at the Australian Fedex in 2012. Oh, well, there was a lot.
1: Can I remember (laughs) all that stuff? Um, Yeah, no, uh, Phil Rasmussen. Is that the last name, Rasmussen? Phil. Yeah. Um, He's the one that invited me out to the uh, the Arnold there in Australia. I don't know how many. uh, You said 2012, but that's six years ago. Wow. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And I didn't really know what my function was going to be. I think we did. uh, I helped them with a booth. They had like a little booth there. And um, at some point, I think they decided, or maybe it was uh, pre-thought out that they were going to have me arm wrestle 25 of the arm wrestlers that were competing that day <laughs> yeah. and um it seemed like a pretty relaxed thing i don't think I, re- I don't remember doing a lot of arm wrestling at the booth um but uh yeah no so i got the arm wrestle all uh 23 24 of the guys uh, that were arm wrestlers there and uh, a couple strong men and um yeah. The, uh, one the one that I remember everybody was pretty easy on me to be honest I mean I, I think they could have been a lot tougher on me, but most of them just wanted to kind of grip up and uh, yep. were pretty kind uh, a couple guys one of the the power lifters there I remember he was just real real difficult he was kind of near the end and then I, of course there was Lars yeah. and uh, you know people were talking to me about him, but um, i didn't think too much of uh, you know too much of it it, was, it seemed like a pretty relaxed thing if i if I won I won if I lost I lost I, I wasn't really too worried about it. And at some point, I think in the middle of there, they were offering $1,000 to if anybody could beat me. Well, then the competitive <laughs> nature, then the competitiveness came came through. You know? I was like, well, I can't let you lose $1,000 to anybody. And uh, yeah. still, I uh, I didn't really have any idea um, what kind of muster this Lars was. And it, it turned out he was just a tad below a uh, Jerry Cataret as far as presses go and uh, really shocked me. Um, I think the initial go without the straps, he ended up almost pulling, basically almost pulling, if not pulling, my hand near the the table, but there was a little bit of elbow, stuff going on and uh, we ended up going to the straps and uh boy i had to work my butt off to uh to, to pull him back up to center and 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 make that tra- make that transition uh, th- uh through the middle of the table and as i remember i think he even pulled a uh, king's move on me at the end and yeah uh, so yeah now i was uh I was uh, quite wore out after that. I mean, I had to had to pull with the team afterwards. A couple of days after that, and I went to Sydney and pulled with some guys after that, and I was pretty much trashed after uh, yeah. after that little <laughs> 25 awesome. man 25 yeah, well, man uh, thing. But yeah, he no, was, uh, awesome arm wrestler. I mean, I was I'm, I'm shocked. I'm uh, does he even arm wrestle anymore? I haven't seen he, him. He I does I pulled he in does. the UAL. He's,
0: He's pretty casual in it. I mean, he pops up in the occasional arm wars. He pops up in the occasional UAL, like you said. And he likes to come down to Australia each each year in the Arnolds as well. He's he's been in uh, okay. here and had a couple of super matches with, with um, our top guys. And um, yeah, he's he was the real deal. And, uh, um, no he, doubt.
1: Is, is he still doing well? I mean, how does he do with your uh, top heavyweights down there now? Yeah,
0: he um, the last time he had a super match here, we he took on Guntis Bykovs, who's our number one ranked super heavyweight. He's a former okay. Latvian and, and European heavyweight champion, and Lars, Lars Lars buried him 3-0, so. Oh, really? Um, okay, well, yeah. well he's the real deal for sure. Yeah, yeah so, yeah. Uh, that, but that, I remember that was uh, actually, I got into the sport uh, six months after that fitness expo, so I, I missed that opportunity, but I remember watching that video and being absolutely amazed at, at the positions that Lars was putting himself in. Yeah, that yeah, a king's move with his wrist entirely gone i've never seen that before. right right yeah no
1: he's he's definitely he's definitely done some practicing with some awkward positions you know what you have to do with that shoulder roll for sure you yeah. have to develop those those that wrist and those uh those joints to do some things that just just aren't natural but yeah no he uh he pulled out all the stops for sure with uh with me yeah. in that match I, <laughs> even when i thought it was over it wasn't over i was like holy crap <laughs>
0: yeah and, and the guy before you that you mentioned um his name is alan cleese he's the at the time i'm pretty sure he was the australian bench press record holder so oh uh, uh, yeah no yeah, yeah, yeah no i
1: could tell that he was he was very formidable you know strength wise and i thought well the only way to beat this guy easy is to you know take his hand he's not going to know anything about top rolling <laughs> yeah, and that and yeah. i ran into a wall i thought oh crap i can't top roll him <laughs> mean, his breast was like iron so uh, then i thought well, okay well let's see if i can just hook them and that it turned out to be pretty easy actually so i was like well that's that's was a big surprise but yeah
0: yeah well well done on that one and being put on the spot and having to go through some pretty serious horsepower so uh, very entertaining very entertaining yeah uh, no it was fun good stuff hey john uh, i wanted to talk about a bit of the expansion of the sport um what's going on I'm 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 getting the vibe and i'm seeing and hearing a lot of people talking that the energy of the sport globally is, is moving in the right direction. Now, an example of what I'm, I'm alluding to is, uh, for instance, we just had the UAL 15 competition on uh, the last week. Um, I think it was at the Anaheim Fitness Expo. And as an example, there was a, a YouTube star that turned up at the, at the event. He, I, I have no idea if I'm gonna pronounce this correctly, but Jujimufu, I don't know if you've heard of Jujimufu before. But I have not <laughs> I, think, I think he was made famous By a viral video About three or four years ago Of him uh, I think he had I think he had 200 pounds uh, On the bar And he did a full uh, split um, With his feet on two chairs um, with, with 200 pounds above his head and, okay. um, and it was a phenomenal feat of strength I remember seeing it And just thinking Wow this guy's an animal and from then he's then gone on and created this big brand behind um him just being an absolute beast in the fitness world but he turned up to the UAL and and Bill Collins and um uh, a few other guys were talking him through how to how to actually arm wrestle and and he then entered the amateur amateur tournament and absolutely dominated it and killed um, it, huh? yeah did, did you get to see any of it I saw a little bit of it. I, I wasn't gonna sit through. That was a long video. That was
1: uh, yeah. thirty minutes, forty minutes. Is that you know? Now that you you're talking about him, is that the same guy that does the the weightlifting underwater in a, like a yeah. pool swimming yeah. pool? Yeah, that's him. No, he does yeah, I, awesome. I, I have seen that video. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, so I didn't see how he did. Um, yeah, well,
0: he, he, uh... he, um, he entered the amateurs, and he absolutely creamed them. He he literally just was not even troubled, um, even momentarily. His hand and wrist wow. was just way too strong. Um, wow. And, 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 and no, most most impressively, on the practice table, he had three casual starts with Jeff Dubb and, and he, he pulled through two out of the three times. So Jeff... Wow. Jeff was able to get a momentary stop in a top roll, but as soon right. as that wrist got bent from uh, Juji Mufu, he pulled straight through Jeff. So, not, well, not, a, not uh, a bad just effort. A, just a lot, just a lot to hang on to. I mean, that's,
1: uh, I, mean I don't know what his strength level is, but he's uh, he's a definite load. He's like a you know, wrestling a tree. He's yeah. so big, but <laughs> yeah. But um, so the, that, that yeah yeah. yeah
0: sorry, Go what ahead. were you we gonna say?
1: No, I was just gonna say that that requires probably a lot of hand strength
0: um, to be able to, to to you know maintain your grip with that. Yeah, and the um, the the impressive thing, obviously, aside from this guy's just physicality and his um, just natural instincts on the table. Um, the thing that 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 sparked my attention was the fact that like we are saying the sport is seeming to get momentum um, people are noticing the sport more and more like this this guy here if you look at his YouTube subscribers I think it was at 1.2 million so wow he's put out that video just the other day and well, obviously things like Devin Larratt goes and arm wrestles Shaquille O'Neal gets a few million views and um, right I don't know. Did, somebody feels... reach,
1: did somebody did somebody reach out to him, or was he just a casual walk by that that said, "Oh yeah, what's this? Looks interesting." Or, I, mean, I think. I, I I think like, yeah, I, I think he had a
0: story on it. I th- I suspect. I don't know. This is my guess. I suspect he was at the fitness expo to promote his own brand, and then mm-hmm. saw that saw the arm wrestling and thought, "I can have a go of this," and and uh, and yeah, and put together a video okay. of his experience. But um, and in the video, interestingly as well, he. Maybe he had had some contact with arm wrestlers prior because he says, he says that he's getting Devin Larratt to come down to his his gym for ah, for a, a workout. Okay. So. Gotcha.
1: <laughs> All right. Yeah.
0: So combine Devon and with it as well, it'll it'll be even more entertaining. But um, yeah, right. it was it was cool. And I guess the the whole thing is, like I said, that that expansion of the sport, um, the the kind of digital era that we're in when it comes to entertainment, these these YouTube stars and and that have a big influence over the reach that we have for the sport. And so I think it's right. cool. It's, it's pretty exciting to see where, where it's all heading. Right? No? Yeah. Great. Good, good deal. Yeah. I didn't know
1: he was that popular. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, there you go. You'll have to go watch his stuff now because, yeah, more, more squats underwater. But um, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> all good. Um, so let's kick it off um, now, John, with Play of the Day. So, of course, guys, Play of the Day is brought to you by Lethal Arms Apparel. Make sure you check them out at www.lethalarmsapparel.com. But um, the play of the day, um, John, this week, uh, it comes from that um, UAL event, and um, San Bernardino's Derek Smith up against Eric Wafell. Um, did you get to see the match? I did see it. Yeah, impressive.
1: Um, Eric Waffel, in his typical posting-style fashion, was trying to do a knuckle-high top roll, and I saw that Derek uh, didn't grab as low as I would have you know, like to see him grab, but uh, was able to put in a hook. And you know, the big problem with doing that posting style top roll is if you get caught in a hook, you really don't have much of a defense yeah. as far as uh, your 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 hook lock goes because you're focused on the front of your arm with that posting style top roll, and um, it's just really hard to make that transition to save yourself. But yeah, uh, yeah, kudos yeah. for uh, Derek for
0: because I mean Eric's a big scalp, isn't he? And I mean that was that yeah, was for yeah, me. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, um, that was for me the, the reason why this one really stood out. Derek, a big—I know he's got big ambitions in the sport. Derek, I saw declaring that he he, he wants to go to, to worlds. He wants to bring home a gold medal from WAF World. So um, I know he's hungry, and um, mm-hmm. he's the, he's the captain of the club. He's a really nice guy down at the San Bernardino. I think the Alpha Empire—they call the club. I got to train with them when I was in the states last, and um, yeah. Impressive stuff, impressive stuff from Derek. So, that one there, he definitely gets played today. Yeah.
1: Yeah, he he's come out to Arizona to pull a couple times with us, and um, yeah, um, so I've got a chance to pull with him. He's he's definitely uh, definitely a strong dude. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Alrighty, John. So another interesting um, video surfaced um, surrounding the sport this week. Uh, It it surrounds the the Ukrainian legend Oleg Zok. Naturally, Oleg Zock has, has taken the world by storm, not only for just his appearance being that his left arm is so significant, but he, he's very quickly ascending the ranks um, and conquering now the super heavyweights even. Um, the video, did you get to see the video?
1: i did yeah quite the production i thought it was uh, really well done is that the uh, first one that they've done like that that uh, sports science
0: it's the, first, it's the first one i've seen and yeah i thought it was tremendous that as you said the yeah. production was was on point yeah right
1: yeah no i but, didn't uh, get to see it yeah um a lot of a lot of stuff that i didn't realize and you know of course you believe half the rumors that you hear and <laughs> yeah. it, well, most, almost all of them were debunked i mean the guy's just a, a hard-working kid yeah. from out in the middle of nowhere.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it was, I agree that um, I'd, I'd heard rumors and I was, I was a believer of the rumors that he was born with six fingers, but, um, right. Um, but he, he wasn't. I mean, I'm, I've had the, I had the, the pleasure of facing Oleg Zok in the very first round of the 2015 WAF World Championships. And so I've, I've and I know you've gripped him as well. I, I got to experience how just big his hand is. And, um, right. It was interesting to see uh for those who missed it make sure you go and check it out it's on armpower.net um uh the website there is where you can see the the full video but it describes that oleg zox um i think the the umbilical cord was wrapped around his his left arm um so it the bones didn't come together as much as they normally would and he was then kind of left with a with a lot of soft tissue and spacing between the bones of his hand so he's now that once once he's gone on and become an adult he's got this enormously wide hand and he's he's made great use of it as we saw
1: yeah it's it's amazing to me that something that was you know inhibited like that Mm. um that afterwards uh that it would you know take hold like that with working out i mean just crazy that you would think that you know that it was
0: injured it would you know stay injured but yeah yeah, well, he, his oh, yeah. dad, his dad said something truly interesting that I that that I was amazed at as well. And along those lines was that when when Oleg was in high school, he apparently, um, as you said, he'd been treating his left arm as a disability up until that point. He started mm-hmm. training it and noticed that it responded twice as effectively as his right arm in training. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. That, well, who knows what the science is behind that? But wow! Right? Um, and, yeah. No.
1: I was gonna say the, the video. Is super. It seems like just a super nice kid. I mean, crazy out in the middle of nowhere, and it kind of reminded me of uh, you know Rocky Balboa when he was fighting the the Russian, as far as the rusty old crappy equipment and using yeah. stones and bricks and stuff. I'm like, ah, a very interesting story. Uh, it was it was
0: cool. Yeah, and and the the lifts that he was doing himself. Um, I, I saw that they they tried to weigh the the actual resistance, and and they broke the machine that they were using. The, um, but the the amount of weight that it looked like he was moving there, and given that Andrei Pushka, when visited his home, wasn't able to move two of the bricks, and Oleg moved four of the bricks that day. So, uh-huh. Uh-huh. I, I do you th- do you, I don't know. When I watched that video, I saw, and my instincts were that Oleg Zok is going to become the most dominant left arm, or almost the most dominant, like. When I say the most dominant, that far ahead of second um, right. in, histi- right. in history, I, I, he, right. I think he, I think he's going to get there. No, I, I, I mean I, he obviously has already beaten
1: Pushkar. I mean I yeah. think the only one left now is uh, truly a match with Devin and Dennis. I mean let's see who yeah. the uh, the winner of that that duo is, and, uh, and then Oleg. Oleg. Definitely, yeah, Oleg's definitely in the running for. I mean, he looked thick. I mean, I saw some pictures of him after, well, it wasn't, I guess, at, at that interview, but somewhere else where he's standing next, next to Pushkar. And, hmm. hell, he's almost as big as Andre. I mean, his left arm, even his upper arm, which yeah. was always really tiny and thin, I was like, holy crap, he's, he's put on some weight and some size. Yeah. Um, it, it, it'll, it'll, and be interesting, it'll be interesting to see if his right ever develops. I mean, I, I wonder what his potential is as far as an arm wrestler goes. Uh, hmm. um, you know without that uh, massive hand if his if yeah. his right because his right actually looked like it was progressing along yeah pretty good and, apparent, and apparently we were comparing
0: yeah and apparently he was a right arm arm wrestler initially that was where his specialty was and 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 that was the better arm and but right. interesting comparison between the left and the right arm was the attachment points of the some of the flexors in the forearm uh, did you see how there was like five centimeters difference in where the attachment point was and I think that right. was the that was the true source of why his leverage is amazing he's He's just right. got a, a higher attachment point right I, I also my
1: I'd be curious to see if he ever develops a hook I mean as he practice it, I wonder what his strength is mm. I mean because yeah. of, you know i mean obviously he's he's built for the top row with that that hand, but um yeah, with those connection points, I'd imagine he's probably pretty damn strong in a hook too yeah, absolutely
0: well. But um, I thought it was a, yeah it was an amazing video. I really got a new appreciation for Alexexo from that i i know i'd I'd commented before about his call out of Devin Larratt and I thought no, he's not ready for it, but you know after seeing that video, i think that I think that i like you say, I think that um after beating andre yeah he he's in he's next in line and right. uh, he's probably the favorite in my head now <laughs> right. Definitely not a disabled guy, right?
1: Yeah. <laughs> He's an en- enabled guy. Oh, was, very uh, much, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. Can
1: you can you can you imagine him pulling in the disabled class? I mean, like, oh <laughs> crap! I got. Yeah,
0: that'd be but amazing. Yeah, no,
1: amazing production. I mean, kudos to, to uh, was that ArmPower.net and uh, Igor yeah. for, for doing that. I mean, they they got some good uh, good editors. It was good production for sure.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Alrighty, so let's go on with the next section, which is, of course, uh, Table Talk with John Brezenk. And Table Talk is brought to you by none other than Combat Arms uh, Sports. So check them out there. Tables are probably the best in the USA and definitely competitive on the world level as well. Check them out, combatarmsports.com. John, what are we, what are we talking about on Table Talk today? Well, I thought I'd talk a little bit about the, uh, the hated move, the uh, Jerry
1: Cataret. Shoulder roll and uh, what it takes <laughs> to develop it, and um, why you should train it, even though it's the crappiest move on the on the planet as far as arm wrestling goes, in my opinion. But <laughs> I love, I, loved, I still, can't wait to hear this one. All right. Still, what? still, occasionally need it. Yeah, right. let's do it. Table talk today. Today, I'm going to spend some time talking about the shoulder roll, uh, why it's important to practice it, uh, when do you want to use it, and some of the dangers that are involved with using it. Um, at a fresh start. But um, first, I wanted to say thank you to uh, Combat Arm Sports for providing me with a new arm wrestling cover. As maybe somebody's, somebody of you have noticed, I no longer have the uh, Travis Bagent uh, cover. Um, this was super cool, really easy to do, a few snaps, and uh, voila, we're transformed into the pound for pound arm wrestling table. So, thank you, Combat Arm Sports, for sending me this new cover. Uh, Okay, so shoulder roll, it's um, a very uncomfortable uh, technique to use in the sport uh, because quite frankly nobody practices it. Uh, It's very difficult, it's a very difficult move and very few people will spend any time at all uh, in practice. Uh, It's very uncomfortable on the upper arm, it puts a huge amount of strain on the upper arm and it makes the hand and wrist very vulnerable to being top rolled. So who would approach a match trying to do a shoulder roll? Uh, it's very useful at the end of the match. In my opinion, and it's the only time that I've ever used the shoulder roll is when my opponent is, is trying to escape with a dead wrist and pulling back on the table or um, trying to do the king's move. Uh, or it's the end of the match and I've pulled for 10 minutes and my arms completely numb and I need a new set of fresh muscles I will uh, occasionally rise to the table and try to compress my arm and use my body weight to basically defeat a completely exhausted opponent. Uh, So in my opinion that's the only time that's it's really worthwhile to use a shoulder roll but here again um, your mind and body are not going to even think about doing it unless you spend some time at practice conditioning your mind those joints uh, and that side of your arm to accomplish that move Uh, very uncomfortable but uh, give it at least 10 minutes i told i told ryan five minutes but you know 10 15 minutes Shoulder roll, good finishing move, end of the match.
0: Yeah, the the, the shoulder roll, I know for me, um, I don't have a shoulder roll. Uh, My elbow connection doesn't feel like it can withstand the force required to even get it involved in a match. Um, All right.
1: (laughs) well and that's that's the way it is for most people most people don't practice it very much because they just hate it and they don't have that approach uh, at the beginning of a match to arm wrestle with the shoulder roll but uh, if you don't practice it your mind and body won't ever uh, feel comfortable doing it so you'll you'll just Never do it, and yeah. and there are occasions where it's important to be able to finish with that shoulder roll. There's a there's cases where both guys are burned out, and it's it's nice to be able to change that muscle group and uh, mm. finish the match with a with a shoulder roll. Or you know, in a in a sticky situation, even when you have someone top rolled, yeah. they jam and do a little king's move, and it's 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 nice to have. So um, here again, just repetition. I mean, you got to force yourself to do it to yeah. be good at it.
0: Yeah. So uh, I have to I have to ask. Tell me why why is it the worst move in arm wrestling in your opinion?
1: Um, it's just dangerous. I, I don't know. It's just it's hard. Um, it's it's a lot of upper arm strength that uh, a lot more than is required from just pulling. You know, outside and dragging. And uh, it, I just don't ever. I never felt. I tried to do it many years. I guess I'm just maybe not built for it. Uh, but it, it makes your wrist vulnerable to being top rolled too. And so it, it was always something that. I trained to possibly do at the end of a, a hard-fought yeah. match uh, when all else has failed. It yeah. was never, never something that I would do uh, at the beginning of a, a match. And it's, it's, it's definitely a jamming move too. I, you know, I, I hate going against it. It's just, it just. Uh, you know, you, you can bend them backwards and take their wrist and stretch them out, and, um, and they
0: still keep going. It almost it, it,
1: it almost it almost forces you to do the same. I mean, they can jam in such a position that it's really difficult to pull through it unless right. you unless you make the transition to push yourself.
0: Yeah, I know I know that problem very well. I have um, I have as you know if, from play that a few weeks ago, Danny Tesh for me causes me nightmares with it, with his sh- shoulder jamming in and and that shoulder roll coming, but. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you that it it feels it feels to me dangerous, but it it does feel effective as a finishing move. I've only finished one match in my life in the press when it was we were both both of us were gassed very very significantly, and I was the first one to go to it, so it it was gentle on the on the elbow then because the force wasn't high, but right. I could never dare right. go to it from the from the go. No,
1: most people most people won't, including right. myself. I mean, it's just there's too many good arm wrestlers that could definitely. Um, put the hurt on you.
0: Yeah, that's it. But yeah, I saw some big finishes from yourself, though. Like I, I can think of a few particularly famous matches. You obviously finished Devin Larratt with it in two thousand fifteen. Um, some real old school footage from um, early early days. I don't know whether it was at um, uh, the over the top tournament or. Um, I think it was, but yeah, some some of your matches definitely you finished nicely with, the, right. with the press.
1: Yeah, no, I mean if, if you've got the top roll and they're they're backing out and kind of jamming with the elbow and kind of just flop wrists, mm. it's uh, it's almost the required move to kind of just jam into their hand and go yeah. straight down. The, um, it's it's you can't pull back anymore when they're to the back of the cup and and just kind of jam with a dead wrist. So it's. Yeah. that's nice to have yeah
0: all right. i think i'm gonna start trying it you've convinced me i'll i'll start trying to condition my elbow watch out danny i'm coming <laughs> just five just just five minutes a week that's all it takes yeah i love it i love it all right john let's go on with um what do we got next we got an interesting topic next um this one again i guess it, it links in with everything we've been talking about today regarding the expansion of the sport and and big things happening but you and i have received an invitation to go to moldova um uh, what do you, what do you reckon about that moldova yeah i mean
1: i, I don't, yeah um kind of short notice right i guess it's in a week or two two weeks yeah. I, I i really don't see myself going but we'll see i mean i don't know maybe they, they like to wait until the last minute to yeah. to get everything squared away but yeah it's um but yeah, mold, yeah, it, looks it, like, it, it looks like it looks like a big money tournament. I mean, I don't know who's putting this on if it's um you know just an individual or it's not the PAL, it's uh well, yeah, the, the, new the league maybe. I don't know. Hopefully this it's not hopefully it's it's not the A1 League. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> well, the the, sto- the story of, of that I, that I've heard anyway and, and I guess what um makes it look uh, pretty promising is that um it's essentially coming from Cobra Roads. So Cobra Roads Productions is... He's got a contact. Um, he, I think, through um, some. I think Cobra was working with a gentleman in security for the G5 summit, and through that, he made connections. and And the guy said, "Well, let's get let's get an arm wrestling tournament going." And so, so, mm-hmm. so that's kind of where it's come from. But as you said, big money seventy thousand euros is being advertised. Um, I don't know right. the specific breakdown as to what the tournament will be for payouts per class but it's a left and, left and right tournament um, weight categories uh, I think I, I recall it being like a, uh, under, under 70 under 80 and then under 95 and then open weight category right. um, and if, right. if, if, it, if it happens it's, it's right there in the middle of Eastern Europe so that sort of money I would expect some big names to, to show up
1: oh yeah,
0: for sure. I mean, it, that's that's right next to Ukraine, right? So you know yeah. you're going to get
1: push, Andre Pushkar there, and then um, I'm sure Ole, I don't know, maybe Dennis wouldn't. Oleg, Dennis wouldn't travel for that. Yeah. Yeah, and then uh, you know, Trubin, he's just a right around the corner. So um, yeah. yeah, that's that's decent money for uh, for somebody. I saw ten thousand euros, which is a little stronger than a dollar, right? For uh, <laughs> yeah. left and right overall. Yeah, yeah that's it. So um, and, and, yeah, for and that of, kind of money. And of course, travel. Kind of money. I would. Sorry, you get. It. I'm, 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 I was going to say, for that kind of money, I would, would imagine he, maybe even Dave Chafee would, would go, but I he's going to be pulling in the WAL, what, the week before? Yeah,
0: or? yeah, and that's it. Well, that, for anyone pulling in the WAL, it's going to be pretty tricky. They're going to be sore. Um, but but the the I, I believe a number of key athletes have been invited to this, um, along with us. I mean, if we end up there, that'll be fantastic, and we'll, I think we'll be taking like a commentary role for the event. But... Um, the I know Travis Bajet. He's he's been invited, and his face is actually on the poster, helping promote it. So he's he's definitely involved. Um, I, th- I I believe even even people like Todd Hutchins, Mike Yellow, Justin Bishop have been invited as well. So um, that's that's okay. whether they turn up, we'll we'll see. But uh, hey, um, right, we're gonna know. Right. We, well, we're gonna know. know real soon. I don't know how it is in Australia, but the US team isn't sponsored by
1: any any you know coke or pepsi yet or any big government <laughs> subsidies so um i am assuming there's going to need to be some tickets uh bought and paid for before any of those guys
0: yeah uh, yeah jump on an airplane no, anytime soon. no doubt but um i hope it i hope it all comes together because if it does it'll be amazing i can't wait i haven't i've never personally seen um the likes of Pushkar and trubin pull uh, so I think that'd be that'd be amazing for me to to be able to be amongst that and see it and um, yeah it should be a good Mate. good tournament to be, to commentate and be a bit of a, a blast either way but yeah Moldova yeah. we will find out very soon because the tournament is scheduled for the 14th of September which is what is that two weeks away something like that two weeks away <laughs> yes amazing stuff but um anyway that so that's kind of the the big news of the sport uh, this this episode today John was. Um, we didn't have too much to talk about because, of course, we're still waiting for the big WAL four hundred six to happen, um, which we did the, mm-hmm. the prediction episode about um, last week. So, uh, but it was good to see this this week that the sport is um, is bringing out some new opportunities um, for for global expansion. Right. Yeah.
1: right. Did, did you? By the way, did you see the uh, the spoof with uh, Todd Hutchins oh, with the? Uh... Yes.
0: Thank you. Thank you for reminding me. How good was that? <laughs>
1: with the uh, squatting yeah. I, I thought i honestly th- i i commented on his instagram uh page when he first put that out yep and i i honestly i honestly thought he was i mean just knowing how strong todd is i thought he was going to do a military it. <laughs> and then he and then he was then he was all proud and, and squatting it which i i wouldn't have been able to squat yeah, it. yeah. i had no chance that would have buckled buckled my caps in, in a second but yeah. then somebody decided to do like a little rocky, rocky spoof yeah just pure power
0: um who, I, who did that it was hilarious um i i, I think it oh, who did that um it was it was either uh Crittin from india or i feel like thanos He goes by the name thanos i think Oh, I didn't so, think so, it was. So, uh, okay so somebody out of the country yeah, yeah it was a, it was it was, a, it was a fan it was a fan of, of todd uh, put that yeah. together i think so yeah. but yeah it was amazing in yeah. todd squatting I, I saw comments from allison saying that um that he's been doing for a few months now, and uh, and it's it's a new part of his routine. So we might. see right. we might...
1: Well, I know he's a big big fan of that. Um, uh, what is it? The West Coast barbell thing. So I'm sure somebody told him to, yep. you know, work your legs. That your arms aren't going to get any stronger unless your legs catch up a little bit. So.
0: Yeah. Well, there we the big the big Todd Hutchins. <laughs> I, I'd love to see. It. I think that. Um, I think that yeah, him threatening the big guys would be would be amazing. And and you know you know him better than anyone else. So. Um, and, you, and I know you rate his power incredibly highly, don't you?
1: Well, yeah, no, I mean, he, his arm strength is is there with the best. I mean, I, mean, I even think he's as strong as uh, Pushkar. You know, Todd's only problem is the mm. the top roll guy. The, you know, bigger guys normally come with taller arms, and yep. Todd's uh, Todd has a little difficult time getting a hold of him with, the, you know, the hand control thing. I and mean, mm. being shorter, you're going to be in a disadvantage a lot of times. But, yeah, yeah as far as strength goes side to side, man, there's no one better. Yeah, that's
0: it. Well we're gonna see him in action in a in a in a very short period of time. I think it's Marcio, it's gonna be a cracker but um yeah and, and I've got Marcio, I remember I've got Marcio and you got you got Todd, haven't you? Yep. Yep, that'll be a good one. It should be a, it should be it should be a grinder. I think we have six pack of beer on that one and and I won't bring any uh watery australian beers this time i'll oh, make sure it's uh, okay <laughs> real
1: real real beer yeah. by here
0: that's it all right all john right. well thank you so much for the chat um it's always a very enjoyable thing so thank you all right we'll see you next week all then. right see you guys all right bye